I heard that many of you did not sleep great. And I really don't care because I did. It was, I turned the heat off, bundled up. It was so cozy. And so, yeah, that was great. I felt refreshed. Um, thanks for being here. Thanks for uh, enduring three sessions with me. And we come to the conclusion of this, this passage. But what I'd like to do before we do that is if you could look at that section again, uh, session, session three, and Colossians 3, 12 through 17, I would really like to give it just a couple minutes because there's some questions that I'd like you to look at, and especially number one, I want us to just have that mindset of thankfulness this morning, and so it asks you, what are 10 things that you're thankful for? If you could list those on that paper, and if you need a pen, feel free to grab one, but I'm going to just uh, yeah, kind of start it that way, if you can look through that, that verse. And, uh, and then we'll get started. If you're not quite done with 10, that's all right. Well, I just want to say a couple things. One is um, just recognize, I know she doesn't like this, but I told her this morning, Tabitha Sims, she really is a remarkable woman. And I know what it's like to put on these things. I mean, from school, DC trips, to banquets, I just know what's behind the scenes and all that. And so I just want to, can we just give her a big And I just want to pray real quick for Krista Hahn. I mean, my heart is for pastors and for spouses and families. And uh, it's not an easy job. And I just would love to do that before we move on. That's right. Father, thank you for this body of believers. Thank you for the history and the, the rich history of this, of this church. And uh, Lord, I lift up Chris to you right now. Thank you for his faithfulness. Thank you for him being a man of you. 
And as he shared with me yesterday, this is a time of pruning, and pruning is not always easy, and there's some pain that goes with that, but, but there's beauty also. And so I just ask that we as, as a body would encourage him, love on him, speak words of grace to him, pray for this morning, back home, grateful for him, lift up his family, lift up his marriage, thankful for them. And so uh, just do a wonderful work through this pruning season. In Jesus' name, Rebecca. Thank you so much. We have our last trivia, and I know that's sad to you. We have our last kind of trivia, all right? So I have socks on, all right, new socks. Like, they don't even smell. These are new socks, and my clue to you is this. You'll find this in the produce section at the grocery store. Banana, Banana no. Carrot, no. Broccoli. Well, who's that pineapple? Pineapple it was. Pineapple, here it is. Here it is. In fact, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do that today um, because I love pineapples. I love where they grow, where they used to grow in Hawaii. It's a great place. Do you see them, guys? Isn't that beautiful? Uh-huh. Yep. Look at those calf muscles. All right, so you have a choice. You have not one already, have you? No, okay, that's good. You have a choice, hats or the Romans 12 journal. That's a big decision. You only have 10 seconds, so make a decision. Or you could take a 10. All right. And many of you, I know last night we're studying for the, the quiz because in our brochure that was hot off the press, I was going to use a trivia. So, our picture in Romans 12 is that, that pastors and families are, it's like a, a tree that's bare. Like a winter tree that the leaves have fallen off. And it looks kind of dead. And what we try to do by God's goodness and grace is come alongside ministry leaders and refresh and restore them. And so we have what we call seven branches that we do at Romans 12. Can you name one of them? Yes, Mr. Reeves. Refreshment. Are you looking at the brochure right now? <laughs> These are our educators of our young people right here. But you bring up a good point. I did not say that. You were just like an eighth grader. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you say? What do we do? Okay, yeah, but specifically, what are, what are the branches? There's, a, there's seven branches that we do. You're still in the running. Keep looking. That's a key. If we don't build trust, that's it. But it's a branch. It's something that we actually do provide for these families. Yes? Retreats. We do. We, we give them on getaways. So they, so they can be refreshed. So we have vacation homes and different things. So yes, here we go. That's one. What's another branch? We do. Yeah, it's one-on-one. -on -one. Our secret sauce is one-on-one -on -one time. That's unique for the ministry that we spend. Actually, we adopt them for three years and we meet with them one-on-one -on -one and uh, do life with them. Yes, we do. Can't beat that. That's, there it is. It is. Give it to you. A couple more. Safe place. We'll give it to you. It has to be a safe haven for them. We do. We have a podcast that encourages them. We, Sophie, my wife, is director of women's ministries. We do women's events and, and retreats for them. And um, we have luncheons. We have five luncheons throughout the city, um, which reach over 100 pastors. And so we provide the lunch and we kind of organize that. So that's really cool. There is actually a revival going on with pastors. Walls are being broken down. It's so much fun. Um, but it's so hard, too, because they're really hurting. So um, I just want to throw that out. Well, you ready? Let's dive into Scripture. You have that open. I'm going to read it one more time slowly. Uh, Colossians 3, 12 through 17. I hope, like, in 20 years, when you come visit me in the restaurant, and we talk about this, 
and you feed me, and you just say, what do you remember back in 2022 when we had this, this time together? Hopefully you remember Colossians 3, 12 through 17, because it's, it's powerful. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you and over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body, you were called to peace. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom and as you sing psalms and hymns, spiritual songs with gratitude in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, and whatever you do, whether word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Chris, thank you. Because we were able to sing psalms and hymns. We were able to do that. We were able to do that. And, and that was such a joy to sit up here in front and hear the music behind me. This sound of the body just praising God. And we know that we've been chosen. I hope that means something to you. Because I get excited when we talk about you have been chosen. Because you know what Jesus says? You know what? You didn't choose me, but I chose you. And we talked about forgiveness and how that's just hard, but he's called us to forgive because it frees us up. And it's really hard. Keep wrestling with that. Put on love because it transforms life, just like with Max. And now we come to this last day, this, this day of Sabbath, and, and talk a little bit about thankful. And be thankful. It says it twice. And in 17, it says that whatever you do, whether word or deed, do it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So when I was teaching, um, I early on created a happy file. Because, you know, sometimes parents weren't happy with you. And sometimes days were just tough. So early on, I created a happy file when somebody maybe wrote a note to me, or, or something that I could refer to on those tough days when I wanted to just stop. So I have this professional happy file. And I used it. I thought, okay, thank you, Lord, for that. But I also have a personal happy file at home in my file cabinet. And in one of the, in one of the things that I have, I, I pulled it out. It was given to me... Um, by my son, who was about eight or nine at the time. And it was a happy birthday. It's kind of a happy birthday um, collection of thoughts. And it's uh, just kind of his doodling. And it probably means nothing to you. But when we talk about whatever you do, whatever you do, he... This first picture is a picture of me, my wife, and his brother. And my wife is saying, have you gotten in trouble? <laughs> the boys say no, and there I am. Dad is saying yes. <laughs> the second doodle is, is us on the tennis court. We both had a tennis racket. The balls are in the air, there's a, there's a tennis court, blue sky. The third one is us riding bikes over hills, cactus in the background. There's a, there's, a, there's a mountain that we're climbing, and it says, me and dad. Then there's a, my truck. He's in the back of my truck with a big old smile. And then there's a, his brother and I and me on the couch uh, in front of a big TV screen and it's 007 on the screen. 
You see my truck? Do you know what color it is? Do you know where the rest, rest spots are? How about the mountain? Do you know what kind of bikes we're riding? What about the tennis racket? What about the court? See, they, they don't really, you don't picture that because you didn't experience it. But I did. They're Wilson Rackets. I know the core exactly. The truck is blue. The rust spots are mostly in the front. It's kind of tilting on one side. 1987. My wife called it the death trap. <laughs> The mountain is in Pine Top. See, those memories mean so much to me because I lived it. And so when Jesus says, whatever you do, whatever you do, in many ways, whatever you do, get to know me. Because with you and the Lord, what does his voice sound like? What about his touch? Because that's your experience with him. Whatever you do, whether word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to him, God the Father. It means so much to me, because it's me, it's my relationship. But I have that same relation with the Lord as I dive into his word and as I reflect on being chosen, what that means because of my story. I, I know that the feeling that, that the touch of his hand I used to love sitting on the lap of my dad. My dad was a football player. Man, he was, I guess he was a good football player. And uh, he always encouraged me to play football. But back then, I was like really skinny. And I didn't like to hit anybody. And so I tried it for a week. I lasted a week. I cried every day. And my dad was there in practice with me on, but I just like hated it. And the, the turning point, the tipping point for me to say no anymore was uh, the day that we got our pads. And we were told the day before that we needed to go up to 3GI's athletic supply to get a jock strap. <laughs> I had no idea what that was, but you know, I went up to 3GI's on my bike and I, it said bike on it. And so I grabbed it, paid for it, and had my little bag and went to practice the next day and I knew we were going to get pads and I was wanting to cry. And they rented a U-Haul. So we went in there based on position. I wanted to be a running back. And uh, we had to change into the pads. Well, I have this box. I have no idea. I get it out of the box. It looks like a slingshot to me. <laughs> I'm too embarrassed to look at how everybody else is putting it on. So I just kind of kept my head down and, and I just referred back to what my mom had taught me, which the label goes in the back. <laughs> and I put it on. And I just knew something wasn't right. <laughs> and then I looked up and I go, oh, that's how you're supposed to do it. And so I was like halfway down with it when Jay Hawley, Jay Hawley, who is a, don a donor at Romans 12, but he was the star running back, he goes, look, he doesn't even know how to put on a jock strap. And I go, oh boy, I'm done. <laughs> it was my last day of practice. But, I didn't even know where, how did I get out of that story? There was a, there was a point to it. It's like my counseling session, I'm talking to you guys. Oh my gosh. Anyway, I, I was going someplace. Oh, that's right, okay, I'm, I'm good. I'm all right, okay. I just sleep really well, okay. Um, but sitting in, on the lap of my dad, my father, and he was this football player, he was also a rower. And he had these strong arms and he had hairy arms. 
And I would sit, and it sounds weird, but I would just rub my hand on his arm. It was like secure for me. And that's how it is with the Lord for me, as I sit with him, and I listen, and I pause, and I'm quiet. Whatever you do, it's so, it's so special, and it's for you too. And so, whatever you do, so those are kind of my rhythms um, in life. I, I really try um, in my car, uh, it's about 14 minutes to get from the house to the office. Uh, our office is on Orange Grove in Oracle. And I, 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 don't, I kind of make it a point not to do any radio, any, any noise, and I'm driving and often I will say, okay, Lord, I'm going to just thank you for those people that you've placed into my life that have shaped me between now and the office, and I just go through it. I do the same thing when it says, Lord, I'm thankful for, and I drive to the office. I'm so thankful that I have eyes to see. You've given me air in my lungs. You give me a wife that's put up with me for almost 38 years, even through the dark ages. I have four kids that are still alive. Thankful for them. I'm thankful that I can work and I can think and I can create. So thankful for your forgiveness and your grace. And I go on and on and on. And you know what? It changes me as I walk into that door to minister. I have a different mindset. And whatever is true and honorable and right and lovely, whatever is of good repute, if there's any excellence or anything worthy of praise, let your mind dwell on these things. Thankful. To be thankful. You know, I love, if I ask you, what is your favorite holiday? I don't know what you'd say. If, you, if my four kids are right here, all of them would say the same thing. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. They love Thanksgiving. The traditions that we had, my dad would come down from Seattle. It was just really a cool time. I'm not sure about you, but Thanksgiving is so, so special. And as Christians, we are to be thankful people. Even during the tar dark times, consider it all joy, right? When you encounter various trials. Knowing that the testing of faith produces endurance, and endurance is perfect result that you may be perfect and completely lacking in nothing. But our country, it's just so cool that we have a day on the books, a proclamation that says this is a day that we're going to stop and give thanks to God. Do you know how unusual that is? That needs to be celebrated. I wanted to share with you this was the very first proclamation that George Washington, back in 1789, proclaimed. It appeared in the newspapers, and this is it. And we have the story of the pilgrims and all that. There's history there, but here's the, the kind of the beginning of a country Thanksgiving. He says this, and just the President of the United States writes this, whereas it is the duty of all nations to acknowledge the providence of Almighty God, to obey His will, to be grateful for His benefits, and humbly to implore His protection and favor. And whereas both houses of Congress have, by their joint committee, requested me to recommend to the people of the United States a day of public thanksgiving and prayer to be observed by acknowledging with grateful hearts the many favors of Almighty God, especially by affording them an opportunity peaceably, peaceably to establish a form of government for their safety and welfare. Isn't that beautiful? I want that in the newspapers this year. I want to see what people would say. How many lawsuits would happen? Impeachment, right? That is the history of thanksgiving rooted in this and be thankful. And so that was a 
proclamation and it was followed, but there was nothing unifying about it. And then we get into the Civil War, right? And people are starting to lose that. Abraham Lincoln says this. Now, therefore, I, Abraham Lincoln, President of the United States, do hereby appoint and set apart the last Thursday in November next as a day which I desire to be observed by all my fellow citizens, wherever they may be, as a day of thanksgiving and praise to Almighty God, the beneficent creator and ruler of the universe. So now we have this we set day, like a holiday. And that goes for another 67 years until Roosevelt, Franklin Roosevelt says, okay, some states are doing it this Thursday, some states are doing it, so we're gonna just keep it the fourth Thursday of each month. This is a national holiday to thank God for his many blessings. That's a rich history that we as Christians need to applaud because it's so biblical and rooted in scripture. A day of thanksgiving. If you can turn to Psalm 100, you cannot read Psalm 100 without smiling. Psalm 100. You can't just be like calm and read this. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are not his, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with everyone. Thanksgiving. We have a hope and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good, and his love endures forever. <sighs> Enter his courts with praise, with thanksgiving. He's preparing a place for us. This is not our home. Aren't you thankful for that? That he's going to prepare, and where he goes, he's going to come back and grab us, and bring us to where he is, by his grace, because you've been chosen. So these light momentary troubles that you're in, nothing compared to what you're going to see. I can't wait for that. I want to be known when it's all said and done, I take my last breath. I hope that they can say that town was, was thankful. In the midst of the storms, in the midst of the tears, that he was thankful. I hope that I can do that by his grace. Can we just look at two more verses? Okay, because this, I just, Philippians 4, you've, you've read this before, but I want to I read this a couple more before we close, but <gasps> Philippians 4, 4 through 9. Philippians 4, 4 through 9. And he's, I think, talking to you and me right now. Rejoice in the Lord always. Always, Lord? When my two kids are not following you, you're asking me to rejoice in the Lord? When there's slander and lies against me and I'm supposed to rejoice in you? When the checkbook is not adding up, when the nonprofit funds are not coming in as I thought they were, you're asking to be rejoiced always? Yeah. When there's death and pain and political strife and all that, you want me to rejoice always? Yeah. Rejoice in the Lord always, I say rejoice. Let your gentleness, there's that word again, let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, 
Present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. With thanksgiving, sit with the Lord in that. And the last one, Colossians, going back to Colossians. This time is chapter 2. Verse 6, Colossians 2, 6. So then, just as you've received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live in Him. Rooted and built up in Him. Strengthened in the faith as you were taught. And overflowing with thankfulness. See, the early church, the Roman Empire could not figure out the early Christians. They just couldn't. I mean, they were being burned at the stake. They were being trying to be stand, uh, trampled on. They were being killed. And there were these believers that were overflowing with thankfulness. And it just bewildered them. There's something different about these people. We're killing them and they're multiplying. They look at life differently. They're being persecuted, yet they have joy. They're being ostracized, but they're more tight than ever. And they're thankful. And they're forgiving. And what, as we know in history, 200 years later, Roman Empire becomes a Christian Empire, right? Not that it was perfect. Just amazing the influence we have on society and how God uses us. And I think the key is being thankful. Yeah, it's singing songs, it's forgiving, it's loving, but there's a peace and a joy. And whatever you do, whatever you do, whether it's parenting young kids, whether it's at night when you can't sleep, whether it's times like this, whatever you do, give thanks. That's our charge. We've been chosen. Forgive. Bear with each other. We have different personalities. Some are easier to get along with than others. Bear with each other. And whatever you do, people, beautiful people, give thanks. Be thankful. So I love playing racquetball. And so I belong to LA Fitness. $24.99 a month I pay. If I go three times a week to play racquetball, then I feel like that's, that's worth it. If it's one of those bad months where I don't go at all, I'm going to wasting money. But I love playing racquetball. And uh, the club there on Ina and Shannon, as I'm playing racquetball, I have noticed over the years this old, old couple. And they walk in. And he looks a little older, more frail than her. And he always has his arm in hers. And they walk, and this is no lie, they're walking like this. And she directs him to a machine, gets it all ready for him, and then he does it. Then he slowly gets out, she gets on, puts on a little more weight, does it. Then they go arm in arm to the next one. And I've been watching this for years. And finally, I just I had to stop playing. And this was about a year and a half ago. And I said, uh, I, I just stopped and I said, I gotta go talk to those people. They intrigued me. So I interrupted their workout. I, did, I said, I, 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 I don't want you to feel like I'm, I'm following you, but I've been watching you. <laughs> And, uh, and I know this sounds weird, but can you just tell me your story? 
like, how long have you been married? And they said, oh, we've been married about seven years. I think it was like 70 years, you know? <laughs> it was their second marriage. And I just said, you like each other. Oh, yeah. We love each other. And I can tell. Because I just watch how he puts his, his arm in yours. And, and how when you come in, there, there's times you're holding hands. And how you gently help him up, and, and we're having this conversation. And I know they're probably thinking, whatever you do. And I saw her probably about six months ago, and she was alone. So I went up to her. her name's Georgia. Uh, his name is Frank. See, Georgia, what's up? He passed away. But you're still here. You're still coming. It's hard. But here's what she said. I was so thankful for the time that I had with him. Whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to Him, to God the Father, whatever you do. So that's my hope and prayer for you. Whatever you do, in your job, in your role at home, with your neighbors, whatever you do. I'm not allowed to sing in church. <laughs> Uh, it disrupts the people in front of me. <laughs> um, my wife says I'm allowed to mouth the words. <laughs> but when I'm sitting in the front row, I'm not disturbing anybody. So I've loved it. And I'm sorry if that's kind of hurt you a little bit. <laughs> and Mr. Sims, you'll probably never be the same. <laughs> we will forgive you. <laughs> Thank you. But thank you for leading worship. It touched me. And um, but when I'm speaking, I can do anything I want. So I can sing. And this is my song to you as we close. Has anyone told you they loved you today? Has anyone told you they loved you today? Has anyone told you they love you today? Put me on your list. Let me be the first. I love you today. God loves you and I love you and that's how it should be. God loves you and I love you and that's how it should be. God loves you and I love you and that's how it should be. So put me on your list. Let me be the first. I love you today. Hey, hey. I'm adding this part. Hey, hey. <laughs> but it's really true. And it's been such an honor. I am overflowing with thankfulness by your testimony in our community and your encouragement to me. And so let's just keep walking arms. Let's keep walking. Let's just make sure that we know that we have been chosen by him and that we, we forgive and love and that we just overflow with thankfulness. Sound good? All right. Thanks. And I, I do not mean to be running off, because I normally don't. I think there's some time with Sharon, and I'd love to be here. But we have a couple that are flying into Phoenix that uh, they're in a mini crisis. So we're going to go pick them up. And we do ministry with them for three, three days. So thank you for your prayers on that. And uh, I hope I can come back. We love you, David. Thank you, David. Appreciate your, your words. and. Uh, you, we can kind of tell you were a middle school teacher. It's great. And we love it. And, and that's, that's what we do. Well, how do you follow something like that? Well, here's how you follow something like that. We're going to have some time in communion and uh, just contemplate um, all the things that David shared with us, the forgiveness, uh, the gratitude, and the thankfulness.
uh, and even the last song about love. Um, I shared a little, we're passing up, we're passing a plate. Uh, the communion elements are coming around. Um, we do a devotional every Monday. Our principal leads us in a, and she's led us, and then we, we share, the, share the love, truly. So I chose the, uh, Halloween Monday, just this past Monday on purpose. Frankenstein's one of my favorite books, and I shared an excerpt from that book uh, where Victor Frankenstein brings inanimate um, dead tissue to life. I love that story. It's the story of a creator and creation, uh, and it doesn't go well. Like many creator creation stories don't go well. Um, there's rejection of the creation by the creator. And it just got me thinking, I'm also reading um, Cost of Discipleship by Bonhoeffer, and he's talking about in that book uh, when Jesus invites us, he invites us to come and die. All right, there you go. But the more we die to ourselves, the, the more we have that abundant life. We have abundant life when we come to Christ, but as we die to ourselves and we... We clothe ourselves with those things that David was talking with kindness, gentleness, patience. We become more and more like Jesus. And it's a process. It's a process. And sometimes we unclothe ourselves and then we put it back on with God's help, with the Spirit's help, continue to clothe ourselves. As we prepare for communion, just thinking about that death to life, thinking about that gratitude and that thankfulness, um, just this, this symbol of Christ's um, sacrifice for us. So just maybe close your eyes for a couple of minutes. Just contemplate that forgiveness that he's given to us. Contemplate that sacrifice that he gave for us. Sometimes I think, where would I be without that gift? And I don't like the answer to that. David mentioned Ephesians 2. Let me read this as you're just meditating. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sin, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and the ruler of the kingdom of the air and the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. And then verse 4, but because of his great love for us, God who is rich in mercy made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions and sins. It is by grace you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Jesus Christ in order that in the coming age he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Jesus Christ. For by grace you've been saved through faith. It's not from yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, so that no one can boast. For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God has prepared us in advance to do. So as you heard at our basket, go... Take the bread. This is Christ's body broken for you. Like this in remembrance of him. Christ's blood shed for you. Drink this in remembrance of him. We want to have a little time of, of sharing. And so <clears throat> it's open mic. Um, my encouragement to you is if you if you were moved by something this week, if you want to share, um, keep it God-centered, Christ-centered. But uh, feel free to share what's on your heart, uh, struggle, maybe something we can pray for you, or just something that, that impacted you over the 
the past couple of days, what's, what's been an impact? So we'll take a few minutes to, to hear from each other. If you want to share from where you are, that's okay. So it doesn't have to be open mic to be open chair. <laughs> Sorry, my English is not well. Just It's very good. I am grateful that we are together. Yeah, he's thankful to God that we are together. And in a way, God will give us the blessing of God. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that God put us together in this garden. Mm-hmm. In many nations, there, there's no time like this for people to be together and worship God together. Yeah, no place for doors to be open to see the world, God to be with us in and out. Uh, yeah, the weather was cold night last night when we all came in in the dark here. <laughs> چیزی را که ما از پاستر دیوید آموختیم یکی برگزیدگان خدا یا کسی که انتخاب شدیم از طرف خداوند و چطور دیگران را ببخشیم و امروز آموختیم چطور از خداوند شکرگزاری کنیم 
اما قسم ما مادر را در اونجا دیدم که در او سردی ششته مادر و پدر که در بیرون است و برای ما بسیار جالب بود که کولیسیان فصل سه آیه شانزده میگه پیام مسیح با سروتمندی شما را در بر بگیرد Yeah, verse 16. Who's read? Colossians 3, verse 16. Yeah. Hey, Colossians. Colossians? Sorry, yeah. Verse 16, which is, let the word of Christ richly dwell within you, و ما تشکری میکنم که همگی شما مثل یک خریدار بر یک گنج چشم دوخته بودین مثل یک خریدار که مثلا به میره یک جای طلا میخره مروالید میخره الماس میخره اما قسم میره یک چیز میخره و انتظار داره که بخره Yeah, we've gone like people seeking to buy precious things. And we found them in the Word of God. We find everything valuable in the person of Jesus. و او مادر امورا در امو سردی دریافت کرد او مادر در اونجا نشسته امورا امو چیز قیمتی را دریافت کرد به دست آورد و او را نوشته می کرد موسیقی و ما شکر گذار هستم با وجودش که با او مریضی آمده میخواید صدای خدا را و خدای خدا پرستش کنه در این شاید بسیار ما مریض باشیم شاید بسیار ما مریض باشیم اما در این جماعت خدا میخواید ما را شفا بده و ما تشکری میکنم از همه گیتان که با هم یک جای بودیم یک برکت بود و یک گنج بود برای ما که خداوند قلب ما میتونیم برای مادر دعا کنیم چرا ما خداوند عزیز پدر مهربان شکر میکنیم با وجود همه فرزندایت خداوند که تو ما را در یک بدن در یک کلیسا یک جای جمع کرد Father, we're so thankful that you put us together in one family, one church. تشکر میکنیم که ما متعلق با تو هستیم، فرزندای تو هستیم. We want to pay attention to you, follow, follow you like your children. و از تو میخوایم خداوند در این جمع، در این مشارکت هر کسی که امروز آمده برکت تو را دریافت کنه. And our community, our fellowship that's come together, we all want to find you today. و از جانب تو ایسای مسیح میخوایم که مادر شفا بدی، پرسندیره. 
And in the name of Jesus, we ask you to give healing to Sandy. Because you love her and you love us. Thank you, God. We love you because you've chosen us. Help us to shine the light off onto other people. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. Thank you so much. topic of yesterday morning we being chosen really stood out to me so that's something that I haven't thought about a lot um something that doesn't come natural to me either so I'm going to be taking that back and thinking about that it seems impactful so I was thankful for that funny that David concluded with this because the past few weeks I've been in a lot of thought about thankfulness because I, by nature I tend to be a bit of a whiner, um, especially in my job, which is a blessing to me, and yet, you know, there's lots of issues and problems, so I'm in a constant tension about trying to make constructive criticism and bring change and yet express thankfulness for the job and thankfulness for my coworkers and my patients. Um, but you know, most of my patients are way older than me, and um, and are kind of many of them sick and beginning to think about uh, the end of life, or to not think about it, to kind of try to fight to live in denial of it. And I got a chance to speak this past couple, this past week to a couple people about this bluntly, like I tend to do, um, about urging them to to not live in denial of it, but to actually consider the claims of Jesus and the invitation he makes, because uh, we have a hope, and, <laughs> and we don't know who's going to die next and leave this life, but I hope that your faith in Christ means a lot to you now, and at the end of your life, like it should, when you don't have to fear death, which makes you a slave, makes all of us a slave, like it says in Hebrews, and I'm just so thankful that, that whether I die tomorrow or 30 years from now, I don't have to fear that. I can be sad at saying goodbye to my family and praise God. I'm going to see most of them or all of them uh, again. But this hope is, is an anchor. It should be an anchor for our souls and it should flavor the whole path of our lives so that we're willing to take risk you know, and, and sacrifice because we don't need to make heaven in these years we've got left here. We have heaven coming so it frees us to do what God wants us to do. So when you think of me, pray that I can do that in my job where I spend most of my waking hours and really uh, uh, be a light to people around me like Pastor Najib mentioned. I'm, I'm looking forward to doing that. Just unashamedly being a fool for Christ and expressing my thankfulness and my faith in His promises, which are magnificent. Thank you. 
encouraging me, you know, follow your GPS. <laughs> I'm uh, thankful for Kathy. Uh, <laughs> it's been really great with taking all little ones, although bandwidth runs out for some of them. So, as you can see, so um, yeah, Kathy has been just really great in sacrificing so much time, and uh, so guys really appreciate it, and I am too. So, and she's missing a lot of teaching, but um, yeah, she's a uh, she's pouring in a lot of of what Jesus is asking to these kids. So, grateful for Kathy. We're probably going to head out, so it's a little quieter. <laughs> Say bye-bye. Bye. We're a little tired. <laughs> My Jackson's version. That's going to come up and lead us in uh, one more song. I think it's How Great Thou Art. Yeah. That's one of my faves. So um, I'm going to maybe stand and, and uh, join in. Thank you. 
I'll bring those back to the dining hall. Sunglasses are, did they go away? Are they back? They're still back there. Uh, just uh, drive safe. Things to keep in prayer. Uh, pray for David as he travels and his teeth, uh, tooth. Uh, pray for Chris and other pastors that Romans 12 uh, work with. And just uh, when you think of them, uh, pray for them. Maybe write a note. Uh, and just uh, pray for our country. We've got an election. I don't know if you realize. We have an election coming up. And uh, just pray for uh, God's will in that. And just knowing God is sovereign, and no matter who's in those positions, God will, will work, and he's alive and well. So uh, just pray for, for our country, our nation, our state, our city. Let me do that now. Father, thank you for this time. Um, we are just humbled by words in this song, how great you truly are. Um, your creation, uh, your people, your sacrifice, your majesty, your love for us. It is humbling, and we thank you for it. We are grateful. Help us to be grateful, not just um, in the month of November or one day, but help us to have grateful hearts all the time, all the time. Uh, we thank you for this time that we can be together, a smaller subset of our body at the Vineyard, which is a subset of your body around the world. We can fellowship, we can lift you up, we can hear your word, and be fed, and then we can take that out and be sent to, again, a world that needs you so desperately. And we just thank you for that opportunity that you give us purpose and you use us in that, in that work. And so thank you for doing that. We pray this in your name. Amen. Do you know 